I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 276 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games. How's it going, guys? That is that is a very succinct and accurate description. I agree that it's accurate. I uh, you don't think it's be, succinct? It could be more succinct. We could have a we could have a punchier name. A pod about yeah. VG. Yeah, a pod R E V G video. And games. welcome to our VG pod. Revg. <laughs> <clears throat> I um, I looked up uh, what it means if you have to clear your throat all the time. Yeah. On Google, and <clears throat> almost almost <clears throat> all of the Google results are, how can I get this asshole out of the habit of clearing his goddamn throat all the time? Because obviously it's just a bullshit habit that he has and not, uh, not a thing that there's a physical need for. And I, and I, and I was said, it that from romantic partners of people who clear their throats? I, yeah. That's what it seems like. What, like if you search constant throat clearing, okay. all of the articles are from the perspective of people who are irritated by someone else constantly clearing their throat rather than somebody who suffers from constantly having to clear their throat right. and suggests that it's just a choice they're making. I've wow. definitely and that they be sent to some sort of re-education camp. Where... I've definitely like <laughs> lived with people who cleared their throats as like a way to, to as as a as a, a, a conversation, more like as a way to tell the kids to stop doing that. <clears throat> like I'm paying attention <clears throat> to you. Stop, no, stop clearing their throat or stop doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> stop stop doing whatever they're doing. Because if you clear your throat to tell a kid to stop clearing his throat, that's not going to work. I learned that no, as I do. That's probably what happened to me. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you look on the internet for uh, messages about like people making noise upstairs, like all the people upstairs are saying like the people we're just walking around and all the people downstairs they call it stomping. Right. Sure. Yeah. It, I think it's possible that that is just like people who who live a lifestyle in socks being annoyed by uh, upstairs neighbors who live a lifestyle in shoes. Because mm. be. I've noticed that I make a lot more noise when I'm clomping around in my shoes, which I don't normally have on in the apartment, but. I don't understand how you can do that in an apartment without carpet. How I can not wear shoes? If you had carpet, you could just be barefoot all the time. I'm not, but on no, a hardwood, I have socks. I have, I have an intermediary cloth just, layer. You're just asking to slip and brain yourself on the microwave. Uh, the microwave is on top of the fridge. If I slipped in such a way that I hit my head on the microwave, <laughs> oh. I would be so impressed with myself. Yeah, That's I how would bad hope you tile that and wood floors are. Yeah. It was like that scene in Risky Business. Yeah. You slide in, except you're sliding up a wall, and then you're like, wait a minute. And then and then it's like that scene in The Coyote and Roadrunner, where suddenly you realize there's nothing underneath you, and you fall and hit your head on the microwave. Or I'm, I'm at the Krispy Kreme, I'm at it again. <laughs> the, the, that Vine video. Where... Oh, I haven't seen that one. What, really? You've got to have. It's the, it's like, I think it's Krispy Kreme. It's, uh, it's like, you know, six seconds of video footage. It's like, we're at the Krispy Kreme edit again and somebody like shows a bag and then like starts doing backflips and the video ends just as their feet hit the like neon sign and knock it off the wall and it's like falling in midair and then it loops again it's good timing yeah it's good it's very satisfying um i did see uh amelia sent me a tweet today uh with the caption relevant to your interests and it was just a, a tweet that was a picture of a sign that was uh, the top half of the sign said dunkin donuts and the bottom half said urgent care and it said <laughs> i'm at the dunkin donuts i'm at the urgent care i'm at the combination dunkin donuts urgent care and that was it was relevant to my interest yeah. then however okay so she sent it to me as a as a text message okay right so, like just shared shared the tweet through, through uh text. probably the native twitter app okay i 
then wanted to retweet it. Yeah. But was entirely Stand. unable to find it in my Twitter client by was searching. It? So I could have just gone however far back into the person's time. Oh, like yeah, I got to the first view, but that sucks because it also, that view just shows in Twitterific, at least that view shows you all of their replies. Yeah. So if they're like, uh, if they're, mm. you know, a, if they're a, a Felix Kramer, it's you're fucked. Yeah. Right. If they're, a, if there's somebody who tweets a thousand times a day, yeah. uh, then I tried searching for the text of the tweet and it just spun and spun and spun. So I don't know if that's even a thing you can do. If it's all over two weeks old, it might like, I don't, I don't know what they do these days, but like back when we visited Twitter and like got a, uh, sort of tour of their infrastructure. Like they're like, yeah, if you try to search for anything that's over two weeks old, it's not really gonna work because it's not in RAM anymore, which is where we keep all of yeah, Twitter. They, they, they like wake up a guy who's, <laughs> who needs to go grab a hard drive out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't like they've they've illuminated it in a giant leather bound tome down in the catacombs. <laughs> right, and he has to go get it. Oh, like, the war stories, the war stories of. Uh, how everything went to shit when was it like Miley, Miley, Cyrus, Miley Cyrus deleted, deleted her, her Twitter, Twitter account and no one no one flipped. with millions of followers had ever deleted their account before oh. so like cascading deletes just choked their infrastructure huh. yeah oh, man yeah they uh if if their if their like infrastructure had gone down like if there had been like a massive power outage or something like that it would have probably taken them 2 weeks to spin back to just like spin up cash to like yeah. repopulate ram with the data necessary for Twitter to function. Yep. They just need to pull in like the years old version that just uses PHP and MySQL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This I mean this was many years this ago was, yeah, so this I, like so th this is I'm sure that, that I'm sure that Ben Grew is is busy although he's not He's not a DevOps guy. He's, he's, the, he's no, he's on the front end. Yeah, he's he's putting stickers and shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like thanks thanks Ben. Thanks for thanks for garbaging up this service that was <laughs> fine before they hired you. That's uh, how I like to treat my friends. <laughs> did, did you see my tweet about Donald Trump's face? No. Like, Twitter, uh, when you switch tabs, so I was switching from oh, the... Oh, wait, I did, actually. From the notifications tab. I didn't understand it. I though. was switching from the like the main timeline tab to the notifications tab. Yes. And on the phone, and the moments tab is in between it, and the uh, the transition between them displays the moments tab for, like, a twentieth of a second. Do you swipe your finger across? No, maybe, oh, I just really? hit the button, oh, weird. and the swipe visually happens. Weird. And so, like, there was this like picture of Donald Trump shouting at the top of the moments I that I kept like, I kept seeing like just as a subliminal message almost. Fuck. It's really like thanks Twitter, thanks for thanks for having my back. I think that there's like they are so excited that the president is such a like serious twitter user that they're like there's just no chance they're ever gonna like censure him for there's, his garbage there's definitely like uh a, a, they're making a lot of money off of all the trump hate sure that's true well and all the trump action right like oh yes in general just, just in general all of the activity just around, in general around that. but but the part i'm annoyed about is the part is them making it off of the hate like I don't give a shit if they make money from okay. like people being excited hate, about stuff. Mean, no, I mean like Trump and genders or the hate against Trump. Or? I mean, uh, I mean they're making a lot of money from people being miserable. Oh, okay. And that's the part that I take uh, umbrage about. Like I don't give a shit if they're making money because someone's happy about something. Well, irritation counts as engagement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had uh, I had a weird thing happen yesterday. I uh, I opened my mailbox. This is only vaguely related. Uh, and I had 45 identical letters from Prudential 
in my mailbox. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out, so uh, so uh, my my father's stepmother passed away several years ago, like five years ago. And I was I was named in the in the will. It was like a small, forty five times. Well, I was named. Yeah, I was named forty five times. Uh, no, I was named in the will. Um, or she died forty five yeah. times. I was like, I want you to give him X dollars for each bank account that he has. <laughs> and you've opened so many bank accounts, scamming banks out of free money. That's, that, that's true. Uh, I, I I deserve all of these criticisms, uh, but. Um, in the, I'm not accusing so, like, you of killing this person 45 times. Kevin. A super super small inheritance, uh, but it was also not um, not permitted to be like granted as a lump sum, and so the only option was to receive a mon- monthly settlement. And so then I just sort of ignored this paperwork for years. Yeah. And and recently was like, well, I guess the the term is ending. Maybe I can just submit this and they'll just send me one check for all the like back stuff. No, they just sent me <laughs> back like copies of all the checks that I would have gotten had I like filed it promptly at the very beginning. Yeah, you showed you showed this to Jake and he said, "Oh, so instead of sending you a lump sum, they sent you a, a lump sum. of sums." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, UBM still owes me a hundred dollars, and they sent me a message. Like, they sent me a letter recently. Like, fill out this form to receive your check. Apparently, I never deposited this check for an article I wrote for huh. a, a game developer magazine, like seasonal issue or something uh, about game jams. Um, you should you should have just said instead of sending me this check, just send me a GDC pass every year. You know, it's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, stop pretending that I'm and, and like somebody else. You know, it, it, I'd be probably spend five minutes filling out this paperwork for a hundred bucks. It's a pretty good return. Yeah, um, and it's I still haven't done it. It's just yeah. For years, we would have to write checks to the city of Mesa tax collection bureau or whatever for less than ten cents. Yeah, like less than the cost of the postage to send it to them. Yeah much less the amount of money that they had. If you waited and they charged you interest... Couldn't do it. You, well, okay, so... You'd I, be arrested. Well, they charge you fines, is the thing. Yeah, you yeah get, well, like, then, then the tw- fine would cost more than the postage, and it would, feel, yeah. it would feel better. Okay, that's probably... Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. You can definitely pay a lot of fines if you fuck up and don't pay your taxes for a while. Yeah. We learned that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> there was a... Um, no, never mind. That's it. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, let's not let's, let's take this off, Mike. We've, we've also had a, we've also just had a bunch of bad luck with the IRS oh. in the past. So there was they owed us a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, and they wouldn't give it to us because we owed them twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and we're like, guys, <laughs> we have an amazing fucking idea. <laughs> How about you just give us eighty thousand dollars and we all go home? But it took a year and a half of like regularly going to the IRS and meeting with them, showing them paperwork. Them being like, I don't understand what you're doing here. I'm like, there's. I, it seems how can like I simplify this. For Mesa you any is further? like the Siberia for IRS employees, where they get banished to if they're so bad at their jobs. Oh, no. yeah. We eventually had to go through. There's a service for like uh, taxpayer advocacy. Tax, yeah, taxpayer advocacy, which is I think is paid for by the IRS. But like when things have gotten so bad that you just have no other this recourse, is like the the FO, FOAI people at the FBI, Maybe, like yeah, who get no training and no like a shitty interface. Well, no, no, this she, woman she was, was great. great. She was great. Okay. Like she resolved right. the situation in about three months that we'd been working on for over mm. a year. That's good. But like, yeah. <laughs> so big mess. Pay your taxes, kids. Yeah. 
And don't let the government screw you out of your refunds. Yeah. Either and, way. And also don't let them uh, leave us in the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably why they were keeping the refund. They wanted to give it to damn dirty foreigners. Mm. Hi, I'm PewDiePie. <laughs> welcome, to the, <laughs> welcome to the PewDiePie show. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Man. I like that tweet about the, like, oh, look at this duck that eats macaroni five seconds later. Sorry, turns out macaroni duck is racist. It wasn't macaroni duck. It was something, but it was something like that. (laughs) I I don't think he's racist. I just think he's a shitty person. Yeah, well, (laughs) he's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know that I would go that far. I I, like, you just, like, you don't keep a Disney contract by doing not family friendly shit. Again, not racist, but profoundly terrible judgment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Complete yeah. unwillingness yeah. to learn. Terrible taste. Yeah. And like, incredibly influential among children. Right. Mm. Which sucks and is bad and he deserved what he got. The like it it sucks that th- there was there was an innocence in the world. Like twenty years ago, and this this is this is probably just me being stupid, right? Well, you were like, innocent twenty years. Yeah, ago. you were a so, kid. But no, this is this is what I'm saying. Like making jokes about the Irish <laughs> was a different thing in the 1980s than it was, like, say, in the 1890s. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, it became a thing that was so far away from anything that anybody ever saw that it didn't seem real anymore. And so it seemed like just a crazy thing that you could make a transgressive joke about and you weren't going to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like Polish jokes and when I we feel, were growing up. Yeah. Like, I feel as though jokes about anti-Semitism have recently become a thing that are way less okay yeah then they might have been in an age previous to this but since world war ii say where it was like far enough from mainstream consciousness that like you could at least understand like you could at least explain this to a 19 year old kid who thought it was funny to make an anti-semitic joke or to like you know, I mean, like, the fucking guy who, like, flew a swastika flag in the mission after Trump got elected. Like, that guy was not an anti-Semite. He was just trying to make a statement and not thinking it through. Yeah. Because he wasn't, like, living in the world that actually exists now, right? Or so thinking, like, how it would be perceived as a yeah, how exactly. thought about it. And, yeah, exactly. And it's, it, and, man. That's, and, yeah, and there, I, it, like, there's it, de- There's it, definitely, like, a, a, in the context of people taking it seriously versus not taking it seriously like nobody would take an irish joke seriously in the 80s yeah nobody would ever like think you actually believe it no i don't think that they would and i but i but i think that the curve of that for anti-semitism is very different in a world with white nationalism on the rise again yeah like i also like the context like he's swedish right uh PewDiePie? pewdiepie i think so yeah like I'm sure the context Nordic is levels. very different in 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 Sweden. Hmm. So I think it's you know definitely he's a dipshit. I think it's reductive to say uh, he's racist, but uh, who knows? Yeah, it's probably not a bad person. He makes those funny voices. How could he be a bad person? <laughs> uh, he's so good at getting scared. 
How can he be a bad person if he's so good at getting scared? I mean, if there's one thing we know about Nazis is they were never scared. Fucking kids today. <laughs> Why do you want to watch somebody else play video games? Jeez. Uh, they, they just want to watch people get frightened. That's all. Right. That's true. No, I mean, I guess I like watching those YouTube videos where somebody plays the game where you're trying to move your mouse carefully through the maze and then a zombie face appears <laughs> and it freaks you out. I do like watching, there, like, there's some really good videos of just, like, you're not seeing their game that they're playing at all, but you're just seeing people's reactions and, like, like watching people play video games from a camera mounted on the TV or whatever is actually really cool. And huh. even if it's not, a, like, not jump scares or whatever, it's just, like con- like, watching somebody being really, like in like in the the groove of like yeah. like playing a game or like concentrating yeah. like yeah and and it's very different when they're playing a game by themselves versus with someone else sure like yeah. people will emote so much more when it's a co-op game hmm. or competitive local even. co-op or or yeah, either way like even if even if they're playing online uh with somebody um just the fact that it is social like they're more likely to express emotion on their faces i get I get upset at the computer when I feel like there's a shitty algorithm or bad design. So I, like, like well, I'll get angry at the computer or I'll get angry at the designers. You'll get angry at the designers. Yeah. Yeah. I remember well, when they, when the first time I playtested Firewatch, J- like Jake was watching it because they were videotaping yeah, all of yeah. the early playtests, and he was like, "The only time you expressed any emotion at all while you were playing this is when there was that glitch and the typewriter got stuck to your hand, <laughs> and you were really delighted by that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that no, tracks. I mean, that's that's um, <laughs> that's normal. I think like um, a lot of people, like especially like what when I play test um. A lot of people like a lot of people will laugh, but a lot of people will just like sit there and stare um, and then later tell me they really enjoyed it. Right. You know, um, and so how much of that do you think is them being honest and how much of that is them being polite? Uh, in the case of um, the first Frog Fractions, I, the, the, the play tests were almost uniformly delighted. So I, I, I kind of I tended to believe it. OK. I mean, I from from playtesting West of Loathing at shows where there's like people with no they don't interest. know us so they're not going to play for 25 minutes to be polite if they don't like it right. but many people will play for 25 minutes completely expressionless and then say oh yeah that's good bye yeah. like yeah. And, <laughs> you know th- so that's yep. I, I definitely can buy that yeah 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 and and like i guess this is getting this is kind of getting inside baseball but like you you want to you want the playtester to like be talking about what they're thinking while they play. Like mm. that's something that's really important is that um, the the person running the test should not be talking at all, and the person being like do, who is playing the game should be talking all the time about. Um, mm. uh, Tim calls it a faucet mouth. Just like whatever just, you're thinking, just say it because I need to know what you're thinking. I need to I need to know like your mental model of. Um, how the game works and you're asking people to do this and or you're just yeah, hoping they'll do it. Uh, well you sometimes they just give it to you because they know what you need but like those are usually game developers doing tests no you usually have to ask for it i uh, i did a play test of uh, what remains of edith finch and there were four of us there and it's like a, it's like a single person single player game and so like only one person was driving at a time uh, but we were just sort of talking about what we were seeing and that i think was very valuable for the yeah. for the developers yeah, to no, just it, hear like everybody heard, sort of there was like a bunch of theories about like oh what does that mean what was like yeah. what like and you know like it was like a, it was sort of like a should we go this way or this way kind of like discussion but then a lot of like 
oh, did you see that? What was that? Like those kinds of things were like, you know, like when things would be what, like a funny or fun thing would happen, like some, some people would laugh and like talking about that, like that, that yeah. engendered a lot more discussion than I think a solo playthrough. Yeah. It's, it's super useful to like, to know what each individual decision you make about like what happens in the game is actually, how is that actually affecting the player? Right. Maybe like, and we'll, you can't just observe their actions because like a lot of the time they will like do something like you intended a certain action to be compulsive and you might be successful and yet the player might, might be hating it. Like that's very common. Yeah. Maybe for future playtests of West of Loathing, what we should do to encourage people to talk about their experiences is we should get one of those, um, like resin clown heads that goes on the top of a helium tank and <laughs> set that next to the screen uh-huh. and just say, I want you when you start playing the game to start talking to the clown and don't stop. <laughs> or it'll eat you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, well, the way I thought you were going was like it would be one of those carnival games where... You oh, the more you talk, the bigger the, the, balloon, the balloon got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, the more feedback you give, the bigger this balloon gets. And if the balloon pops, you get a teddy bear. Right. <laughs> okay. Unless some other kid at an adjacent demo station makes his Gets clown's the teddy bear first, pop yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, like eight kids all pl- all giving you feedback simultaneously. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. Sounds real <laughs> useful. I think Kevin, you and I both saw the Lego Batman movie since the yeah, last uh, it was show. It was delightful. It was pretty good. It's not as uh it's not as expensive as the Lego movie. What does that mean? It was like the explosions (laughs) and water and stuff in the Lego movie were made of Legos in a way that was really like grandiose and impressive. And in this, they were just fire and water and stuff. I didn't honestly notice that. So I think think they probably like I'm guessing that they did a bunch of they just decided that it wasn't worth. I mean, they spent a lot less time making this movie than they did the Lego movie. But I thought this one was funnier. Yes. Yep. The the Lego movie was a little flat for me. And this one was like I laughed out loud many times. It was also a lot of like reference humor, sort yeah. of pointed at our demo. There was there was also just a bunch of stuff, just like small stuff in the background going on that was really satisfying. Um, like I don't know, cat, the Catwoman stuff is fucking hilarious. The Bane stuff, sort of thing so, that bears repeat viewing. Probably, yeah, probably. I might just I, wait. I, I would, I'm, this is like a a yeah. cartoon Batman movie that happens to be Legos. Is there like any sort of Lego yeah. plot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's. I am so they so there's a trailer before the Lego Batman movie for the next Lego movie, which is Ninjago, which is a Lego property, mm. and I have no idea yep. whether anyone is going to want to see that at all because I don't fucking care at all. Like, yeah. I, so I have a bunch of Ninjago stuff because every once in a while when I buy something, they will send me some Ninjago shit for free, <laughs> and Weird. I don't want that. Yeah. It's. I have a bunch of shrink wrapped. Like, I guess. I don't know if that means Lego's pushing it really hard, or if that means that kids like it, and so it's like a really great bonus. It, it might thing do well to, financially because of parents, but I'm guessing that no adults are going to go there yeah. of their own volition because, like, it doesn't. It does not seem to interest me at all. Like, even though it seems like it's kind of more the same of like sort of snarky, right? Like, modern humor, or whatever. Like, it's just such a yeah. Like Batman is a you know Batman's a rich vein. Yeah. And they like they actually reference like the whole Batman history. It's I was surprised. So like this spoilers. There's this doesn't ever break out into the real world the way that 
the original Lego movie did. It nods to it in a way that I didn't get at first, which was that that it turns out that the entire foundation of Gotham City is just a very thin layer and underneath it is an endless pit that smells like dirty underwear. Okay, yeah. I thought that was just random. No, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, and then it was, you know, no, turns out everybody else understood that that just means it's in some nerd's Right, the horrible bedroom. But it didn't. But there were no. You don't see it. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't ever get to the. And I like that was my least favorite part of the original Lego movie. And I was like, I was like, okay, I guess it's inevitable. That's kind of what it has to do. But I'm kind of glad that they just stuck with the Legos the whole time. I mean, it's always jarring when you get a framing story where the frame only has one edge, right? Like that's that's true. The, Although if it, had, if it had like zoomed out another level and there were some other like some like aliens controlling mm. it or like the whole thing wasn't running in a simulation, that would have been sure. good. <laughs> that would have been a, a surprise. Right, like you have men in black ending <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was interesting seeing a movie at the Alamo Draft House with a lot of little kids. Yeah, that was new to me as well. Um, their their uh, pre-show stuff is, is different because they're like... They've got a very strict policy at the Alamo about like talking or texting or anything like that. And so like they have a bunch of like very sort of geared towards kids messaging about don't fucking talk because we are going to kick you and your parents out and you're going to get in trouble. But they didn't. I mean, the, there were a lot of kids talking they, and they were not going to Really? Kids. Parents are going to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I think I got the sense that like if you were like a 12 year old and you wouldn't shut up, they would they're talk. But if it's like a six year old talking to huh. the show, they're not going to. There was it was actually pretty quiet when I was yeah. when I was watching it. So I, was, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old, but. It like when kids would talk, it was cute instead of annoying mm. to me. So, okay, mm. um, man, the pre show stuff hormones. at Alamo is so good. Yeah, it's, I guess it's my biological clock <laughs> yeah. is ticking. Uh, the the pre show stuff that they make, the pre show roles for, for mm-hmm. movies at the Alamo Draft House are so good. Yep, they're just Generally. funny and informative. And yeah, I've never, I've never seen one that I didn't think, damn, these are good. Sometimes it's when they don't have when like the movie is, doesn't give much to work with. Yeah, like they're just weird, which is also fine. Are those unique to the? Th- I always assumed those were like something that the film distributors sent. Oh, out. these are oh. definitely not. These okay. these are definitely Alamo branded. Unique to that's, Alamo. That's cool. So they're probably that's distributed cool. amongst all the Alamo theaters. Yeah. But. Or, or like maybe all the AMC stuff is made by one central AMC. They're also often sponsored stuff, right? Where it's like yeah. Coca-Cola presents yep. the pre-show garbage hour with yeah. commercials. Coca-Cola and, presents this yeah. message to not talk during the movie and yeah, silence right. your phones. Yeah. Um, but no, the Alamo stuff is just like, here's a bunch of YouTube clips of things that are relevant to this. Like, here's a but like. That's here's cute. here's a bunch of scenes from the 60s Batman show that contextualize some of the jokes that you'll see later. Like, but they don't spell that out, you know, which is nice. That is nice. Yeah, um, I like that. The when I saw Ghostbusters at the Alamo, they had this compilation of like fan Ghostbusters films, basically just like <laughs> every YouTube video that they could find from wherever in the world where a bunch of people were like pretended to be Ghostbusters and made a video. Um, I bet that's illegal. I bet they're not allowed to do that. I'm not I'm not going to turn them in. That's probably true. But. <laughs> That, no, I like it. That's cool. Did you ever watch? I didn't. They, I think they played it at the Castro Theater or maybe at the Alamo. That those people that recreated shot for shot Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah, like in their I, I backyard. I always wanted to see that. I never, never got a chance to. I also never watched the when they did that thing where they took Star Wars and divided it up oh, into a yeah, bunch of yeah. like nine second segments. I did or watch. Whatever. That was amazing. Some friends oh, of yeah. mine yeah. had that clip in. 
Yeah. I don't no, I, well, I, I skimmed around it. It was there was a lot of really good stuff in there. Mm. Anyway, Lego Batman movie. It's good. See it. Cool. Also watched. Uh, started watching Silicon Valley. I'd never like watched like the TV that show. Series. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the Mike Judge thing? Yeah. He's like executive producer. He. I don't. It doesn't. He doesn't have writing credits okay. on any of it that I've seen. Um, that's weird. Like living here and knowing people and having been to, you know, the various tech company campuses that mm. my girlfriend has worked at over the last couple of years, and you know, it's it's. Is it is it filmed on location? No, but it's like eerily accurate. Okay. About the culture. Right. Um, it was there was a thing that I appreciated. There, like the the main sort of through line of the story is this guy starts a company because he invented some like r- really impressive compression algorithm, and on the wall next to his desk is that Playboy picture that is associated with the JPEG uh, oh, yeah. algorithm. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, ah, you know what? That, That's clever. That makes me trust these people yeah. in a At least weird the set way. Designer. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the set designer knows how to make uh, allusions to, you know, compression culture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Riff? Uh, not a whole lot. I watched a, uh, I got a DVD set of the old uh, Danger Mouse cartoon that I used to fucking love obsessively when i was a little kid i watched a few episodes of that it uh it doesn't hold up super well although maybe it gets better do, do in later ever? seasons yeah i wasn't really expecting it to be great i although the the art still has has a sort of old-timey charm to it because I, I don't know how they got the uh i don't know how it was originally made or or i mean obviously it's all cell animation but i don't know how it was preserved because the it 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 hasn't been uh like hdified or or refilmed or anything like that so it it has all this obvious like film grain and and some dust in it and stuff like that so it's it's what was the name of the show again yeah this is the funny part is that you're cutting out so badly that we heard almost all of that except for what you're talking about (laughs) okay mighty mouse danger mouse Danger, Danger Mouse. Yes, it was a British show, but they showed it on Nickelodeon. Right, uh, that was your tweet about eggs all up in your yeah, DMs. Yeah, eggs all up in your it DMs. Was the that Danger stupid, right. stupid uh, tweet. Okay. Possibly no, the dumbest riff, tweet I've riff, ever tweeted. Come on. Oh, that perfect, awful. beautiful tweet. <laughs> no, I was I was like, oh, God damn it, Riff. I, it was I, great. I only, I only posted it because I also thought of my follow-up tweet to that tweet. Which I thought was pretty good, so I said, "All right, these two work together as a set." <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, go to Facebook if you want to post something longer than 140 characters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, but yeah, it it still has a certain charm, and it's interesting because uh, I feel like I did when I was a kid. I didn't notice how much. Uh, how much money and time they saved by reusing animations over and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, doing tricks, like, if there's a conversation where they're sitting in the car, whichever character is talking is looking down at the dashboard so you can't see their mouth, <laughs> so they don't have to animate the lips moving. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. It's a little bit of a, I don't know, it's fascinating like, how, like peek the, the into... Strong bad. 
like the strong bad emails, like he has the they hide the mouth in the frame, so they just have to animate the head wobble. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's kind of a fascinating look at how they how they cut corners in the days of of hand drawn TV animation. I remember reading that um, a lot of the uh, like magical girl style anime where. Um, all the combat in those shows uh, happens in like a featureless void or like a like oh, a colored huh. background, mm. and the transition between the like the real world and the combat is these canned animations. And the reason for reason for that is cost cutting, so they can just reuse the same moves over and over again between episodes. That's interesting. And I don't know if I had this thought or if I read it in the same place, but I think that's also why like. Uh, it's it became the norm for JRPGs to cut away from um, the running around world space oh. into a separate battle world space. Huh. Did anime that did animes pre- precede? JRPGs? Yeah, I think we're talking about stuff from the seventies. Okay, I don't have any sense of the like historical progression of animation in outside the US. Not that I have like a ton of like knowledge. Yeah, about I don't the really US. either. I mean, I, I've but, been, I, I've I've seen some Speed Racer. <clears throat> Yeah, which I think is Some I think is seventies maybe battle tech stuff. Yeah, and then I've seen Akira, which is eighties. Right. Yeah, um, and that. I've but seen that was like some a feature, movie. feature length stuff. Like, did they also have like Saturday morning cartoons in Japan? Like, is that a, is yeah, that a uniquely American thing? Um, yeah, like is is was Speed, Speed Racer just Speed Racer one, the only thing show. of its kind? Yeah, no, there was like uh, there's various Robotechs, I think. Transor Z, good old Transor Z. That was a Voltron. But that was Voltron not American? I'm pretty sure it was localized. Hmm. Really? Pretty sure. Huh. You think we would have noticed their lips not moving? <laughs> oh, they were always looking down at the dashboard when they were talking. That's why. <laughs> Everything was like a bad lip reading. <laughs> right. Did the Was it Battle Cats? Was that the Was that the Thundercats? Thundercats. Did they join up into something or with it did they just have well i mean you know after dark <laughs> thundercats after dark <laughs> nice yeah there's i think there were some daisy chains happening in the, okay. in the old thunder fortress or what <laughs> would have been better if i had known what uh the thundercats base of operations was called or or any thundercat nouns really uh snarf yeah snarf okay snarf, sure mm-hmm. yeah Samoflange. Lion O. Sort of omens. <laughs> Lion O. Like, the laziest character. Right. Yeah, like, it's, right, it's right up there with Birdo. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Except yeah. Birdo isn't a bird. Lion O wasn't the, a lion. Wasn't he? Okay. Well. Uh, well cat, cat, cat person. <laughs> Panthra? Panthro. Was that a, Panthro? Oh. Pantera? Okay. What was the woman? Uh, Chitara. Woman O. Oh, Chitara. Hmm, okay. A Chitara. Uh, <laughs> I've got a joke in Frog Fractions too, where I have like a list of. This is in the Dark Souls message interface, where I have a list of like a whole bunch of monsters, or actually not just monsters, but like generic, like different ar- character archetypes. And at the bottom is just woman. <laughs> and I don't know if that's funny or if that's just perpetuating the problem. Hmm. But I put the joke in there anyway. God, that's that is a tough line, right? Like, yeah. Are you commenting on the culture or are you perpetuating the culture? Yep. 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 Is ironic sexism sexism? Yeah. It might it might be. Yeah. Is PewDiePie style racism racism? <laughs> Probably. Man, it's so you know, 
I guess my point earlier was that, like, it is hard to be funny all the time without some transgression, and it is hard either as you age or as you become, like, sort of ensconced in a bubble of fandom mm-hmm. to keep track of what level yeah. of transgression mm. is, like socially responsible at any given moment so yeah i mean i think that the only way to deal with that is just to constantly be open to criticism yeah like if somebody tells you you went too far just agree with them and move on or or at least be open to the idea like and i think that um this is something that um people who are very popular or very rich have a problem doing just because they're always surrounded by by affirmation like I don't that, that I think that's one of the main reasons that I don't trust uh PewDiePie to learn anything from this is because he's so popular. It weirdly he's, though I think that being really popular on the internet means you are exposed to just as many people telling you you're horrible no matter what you do than you are to people telling you you're awesome. Yeah, and that might but, also like just make you shield yourself from any criticism. Yeah. Mentally. Like mm. Who knows, man? Complicated old world out there. The answer is to do nothing. The answer is to make nothing. There's already yeah. there's already more <laughs> or, shit in the world than anyone make, can consume never make in a lifetime. Anyone yeah, just bothers with. Yeah, don't do anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can make stuff. Just never yeah. like get an you audience. Can, hide it in your attic so that it's it only becomes uh, published when you, after you're dead. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. frustrating. You know, I know I know Fair, that it has been other. frustrating to me over time when somebody will say this thing in Kingdom of Loathing is really offensive, and I'm like. This is a way tamer version of a joke that we made in these four other places. And they're like, yeah, but we never saw those. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, this one's new, so this is the one that's that sucks. Uh, there is definitely something really to, like, a joke. You're going to give a joke from the 90s a little bit more leeway than a joke that was made yesterday. Yep. Or, like, even... um A joke from the 90s, like PewDiePie. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, <laughs> How old is he? Um or even like a um a Gilbert and Sullivan play like what what's the name of that the play that's set in Japan and the everything the Mikado oh. yeah yeah the Mikado where everybody's in yellow face like that play is um you know you give it a pass because it's from the 19th century but arguably any like modern day performance of that play you are, is a collaboration it is like not a complete work until it is performed right and so then the people putting on the play are open to that criticism and they have to be able to handle that. It's, I mean, it's weird that like Shakespeare now seems to be performed with both male and female actors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it's a kind of a localization effort, isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, is everybody at yeah, Dickens the, Fair? Yeah, like, I heard in the most recent adaptation, Othello was played by a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about political correctness run amok. Uh, Racism is definitely different in, in England. Um, but is like, is everybody at Dickens Fair role playing a racist? Is that what's happening? Like, oh uh, man, one time I went to the Dickens Fair and I was like, whoop, whoops, wrong, wrong, wrong kind. Fair, I'll wrong uh, see you guys later. <laughs> if you go twice, yeah, it's a double Dickens Fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you guys played any video games? 40 minutes. 
I didn't video even, games. You didn't even ask me if I've done anything in oh, my life. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you done anything that isn't video games? Jim, let's let's fucking keep this train rolling. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, I, I set up, I finished setting up my drum set and I've been drumming. Nice. It's, Are these real drums or this, electric This is an electric, electronic kit. Okay. So it's it's an electronic kit that, w- that I got used in like 2007. So like it's not really very like much like playing actual drums. Okay. But still like really fun, really like a really really physical um a way to interact with your ears. Um and, and is I've, this like a I don't I don't know how to describe it. Is this like a musician's electric drum kit or is yes. this like a like a hobbyist? I mean, like it's a... it's kind of a prosumer thing, I would okay. say. Like it's definitely on the low end would, of Would you say that? Would you would you <laughs> Would you use the word Would prosumer? you use the word prosumer? I just did, motherfucker. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? It's a prosumer kit, Zach. Mm, okay. <laughs> I heard that uh, Sumer was just released on Early Access. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Uh, about wait, about what? About Sumer. Sumer. Oh, I'm in favor of it. Okay. okay. I voted aye right. on it. Oh, I get it. All right, okay. puns. Um, <laughs> and I've been. Um, you know, I've been I've been playing and I've been feeling like I've been getting better, but actually what's happening is I'm just like getting show my us what old you know and we can back. tell you if we think you're getting better on the drums. Yeah. Yep. That's um, a they might be giants lyric. Okay. I, it's, is, is it specifically about drums? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. It's a song about practicing drums. That's cool. It, yeah, it is. It's called Doctor Worm and it's Yeah. It, that's a weird name for a song about drums, but okay. Well no, Doctor Worm is the name of the guy who plays the drums. Oh. They, they named a song after him. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's, I would do that. He's not a real doctor, but he is a real worm. Okay, good. Uh, Vert has talked about um, when, he, when when he's playing keyboard and his like wife comes up to him and starts talking to him while he's playing keyboard, he will like use the pitch wheel to mimic what she just said, <laughs> uh, which sounds like a lot of fun. Well, if you that also seems like it would be really annoying if you were his wife. Yeah, uh-huh. I was just saying, if you yep. really fun if you want to like, end a relationship. Um, and I have found a similar thing where, like, any time anybody says something to me while I play the drums, I play a rim shot as if they made huh. a joke. Okay. <laughs> I mean, does it sound like a rim shot to anybody but you? Is it hooked up uh, to a speaker? Uh, yeah, no. It's, oh, okay. it, I, I actually have this thing plugged into an amp. An amp, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's pretty convincing. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, that's that's my life. We can talk about video games now. Did you did you see the video of the the guy that played uh was it Devil Comes Down to Georgia with the the backing uh the backing beat track of his fucked up washer that like just makes a thumping <laughs> noise pretty regularly? That's that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Man, do you guys remember that video of the dryer <laughs> that somebody throws a cinder yes. block into while it's uh, running? Yeah. That is Oh god. What good. happened? What happened? Just, it just beats itself into pieces. It's like, the best. Huh. Yeah, it's no, like so satisfying. And, and to the, to the extent that like you're surprised I was surprised the cameraman was willing to say so close to it. Like it was like the, it was the, like the, shaking the, itself the dryer apart. Itself, the dryer itself like yeah. just wrecks itself. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. It, I'm going to put that in the show notes for Absolutely. people who haven't seen I, it yeah, I don't because know that I've seen that. it is one of the most uh, it's so it's old. It's like early internet video like so like this is the self destruct sequence for the dryer. <laughs> while you're while you put that in there, you should also put in the video that cat like, of the cat that kind of sounds like Jeff Goldblum laughing. 
<laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know about that yeah, one, but you, uh, you you might enjoy that. Yeah, you know, we could also toss uh, David after dentist in. And, sure, uh, and, that's a good one. Char- bat pug. Charlie bit my finger, and yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, oh, BLR the other uh, few minutes ago. Uh, Bachman Lerner Rover Drive. What's bat, BLR? Bat, bad lip rating. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been going through. I, I, Amelia had not seen the Empire Strikes Back one. Uh, I so the there's new NFL there's a one is really good. It that was pretty good. There's a song. There's a Yoda song oh, yes, from so the Empire Strikes Back one oh, yeah. that was and brought to my attention by Ben Grew, tw- tweeting that he sp- he had he had gone into a sensory deprivation tank the day before <laughs> and just tweeted that that song was stuck in his head the entire time that he was in the sensory deprivation tank. Oh man, it's so good. I'm going to put that in the show notes also. Is so I recently retweeted a series of four stills of Yoda telling a story about a log. Is that the song yes, you're talking yes, about? Yes, okay. that's yeah. the one from that. Yeah. Yeah, like I I had just encountered it's called that Seagulls, like Stop it now. Yeah, I just I encountered that devoid of context, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, there's a whole song. It's, yeah, it's, it's worth watching. It's yeah, it's pretty satisfying. Okay, it is it is sort of astonishing how the quality of those videos has improved. Oh yeah, since <laughs> yeah, yeah. since Happy in Paraguay, like yeah. the the sort of like just clip, oh, Happy in the, Paraguay. Happy is, in Paraguay is still is like uniquely just brilliant in its yeah. own way. Well, it's different uh, guys too. Is it? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten the name of the guys that did Happy in Paraguay, but Bad Lip Reading is a different different crew. It's actually oh, apparently the 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 guy who, or at least the main guy who does it, is an actual like pop music producer, which I guess is why all his songs all are so songs. fucking good because they're like oh, genuinely yeah. catchy, good, like pop crazy songs. catchy, yeah, yeah. But it, it, he's like kept his I- actual identity a secret, I guess, because he doesn't want any of his colleagues to know it's him. <laughs> God, what if it's Drew Toothpaste? No. <laughs> Everything on the internet cannot come back to one person. He could also be the brother's chaps. <laughs> You've true. never met them. I, well, I know you have. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, play any video games? <laughs> I played some Dragon Quest Builders. I played the demo. Oh, nice. Uh, and it, it's pretty fun. I uh, I don't know that uh, I, I I haven't actually uh, put down the forty dollars to play the rest of it because I'm not sure it's worth it to me. But if like, it was ten dollars, would you have bought it? Definitely. Okay. Yes. If it was eleven dollars, would you? Have bought it? <laughs> yes. If okay. it was fourteen dollars, would you have bought it? Probably. Like, what was, what's your price point? If it was what if it was thirty I, bucks? I probably would have paid twenty without thinking about it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Would you have paid twenty without thinking about it twice? <laughs> uh, if it were like a two-player co-op game, I might get a. I'd have to get for a, a friend. I might have to. I'd have to get a PS Vita for April as well. Hmm. There is some kind of multiplayer mm. thing. Have you messed with that at all, Riff? The no, Terra Incognita mode. Yeah, I, I know that it exists, but I haven't looked at it. Like Terra T A R A, and you're playing against Terra. Uh, yeah, the house um, from Gone with the Wind. Te- you're playing as Terra Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tara Lipinski. Ida Lupino. Lupin the Third. Oh, these are all backers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Thanks. Thanks to all of, of them. Speaking of our wonderful Patreon backers. Riff, come on. Don't catch Jim's disease. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a disease? <laughs> yeah, of calling it Patreon. Oh, yeah. Is it, anyway. Didn't I say Patreon? So, I mean, did, 
Did you play anything else besides uh, DQ, D, the old DQBD? I played some Snakebird. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Did you guys play Snakebird? I, yeah, yeah, I beat it. I, uh, I, so I got the, I got the version on my phone, okay. which has like a, it's a free download. So it has like, you can play up to like level 10 or something like that for free. Yeah. And it's really, I got, it was really hard, but I beat those 10 levels and I was like, all right, I think I'm ready for more of this. Yeah. And I paid the money and I haven't beaten any levels past that. I haven't been able to. So with Snakebird, I really like, fucking intense. I played a lot of it and got stuck and was like, fuck this. And then, then I played Steven Sausage Roll. Yeah. And yeah. this was the game. So then after I beat Steven Sausage Roll and I was like, I'm smarter now. Yeah. <laughs> I went back and I beat Snakebird in the, ne- the, the next day. Like, I, like that was that was why I was like, wow, Steven Sutherland just makes you a better person. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, is that's he, cool. Is he working on an iPad version of that? I don't know. That seems like There's it would no be really good on that. That you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's written in. No. I just mean like controls wise, it wouldn't be the end of the world. My uh, my buddy Chris used to. <clears throat> insist that getting really stoned and playing set made you smarter because it was like doing push-ups uh, with your brain with like extra weight. Yeah. A, friend, I mean, a friend of mine would get stoned and do his taxes. <laughs> for, so for to make like, to make it interestingly to make it challenging. Interesting. Yeah. For like six months, I was on a, a dual end back kick. What you guys haven't heard dual end? Okay, I get to explain this. So so. Dual end back is a mental exercise, and it really is. Like, it feels like you're working out your brain. It's not fun. Um, so what you're doing is you are uh, listening to two streams of information. Oh, okay. And you are when um, – so, like, a series of numbers and then a series of, of um, colors, for example. Okay. Um, and when the current color is the same as the color, like, um, two spaces ago, and it's, if you – Okay, so let's let's simplify this. Say we're talking about two back. That means when the when the current color is the same as the color two spaces ago, then you push a button to si- signify that there was a match. Yeah. And you're also doing this for the number stream. So when the number number is the same as the number two numbers two. ago, so you have to keep a bunch of stuff in short term memory two streams. Basically. Yes, okay. and then the n increases as you get better at it. Like Ugh. three ago, four ago, five yeah. Ago. Wow. Yeah, and like I was up to like six, like doing six back with like seventy five percent accuracy or something, and it really is like you're you're exercising your short term memory. It is an activity that has in studies been shown to literally like increase your measurable IQ. Huh. Um, but yeah, it there's... is so like just it's so much work. It's so much. Well, it's like going to the gym. It, it like really your brain. is. Yeah, that's neat. It is. I've never neat. heard of that. That's that's kind of that's kind of great. I remember yeah. in college there being some sort of like a debate about working memory and how like it is that there are some people who believe that like smart people just have more working memory or like people who are like better at solving problems that are like in front of them and keeping track of a lot of variables have physically more working memory in the structure of their brain and then some people who believe that there are just people who've like learned to develop strategies for improving their use sure. of the of the resources that that are there for everybody yeah. i know that people who do like long-term memory stuff talk about strategies it's all about like yeah coming up the, with the stories and, and things like that yeah, yeah. The, i remember yeah. man i fucking still remember a statue of a rhinoceros with a flashlight for a horn which was the example that my professor gave 
of a, a of a mnemonic device that he used to remember a thing in a speech that he had to give that he memorized using the using the like you know walking through the forum or whatever like huh. it was like a it was like a walk through campus that he did while he was like memorizing this like 45 minute speech that he had to give or whatever and there was just like a statue of a rhinoceros on campus and he just mentally put a flashlight in as its horn almost every time i walk into a grocery store if i see a magazine rack i think i need to buy ziploc bags because one time i had gone to the store five times and forgotten to buy ziploc bags every time and so i sat there for a minute and i was like when i see the magazine rack in the front of the store i'm gonna see it covered with ziploc bags so that i remember to buy ziploc bags the next time i go there and i now that's just for fucking ever. Good trick. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I like, I, I'm, I'm terrified of mnemonic devices because they never go away. Well, so you should, you should use them. You should use that power for good and like make yourself, force yourself to think of like happy, your like favorite memories. You're like, you're, you're like the happiest moments with specific stuff. And then you'll just all day long, you'll just be like smiling and things. That's true. Yeah. The, the way that that went away was grocery stores stopped having magazine racks in the front of them. So that's handy. And now I'm out of plastic bags. It's like, fuck. <laughs> but it's okay. I'll just go through the backlog of thousands of containers of Ziploc bags that I purchased every time I went to the store. Right. Because of your involuntary reaction to this. How did, how'd it go? I mean, you seem like a pretty smart dude. And yeah. you did this before we met. So, uh, Snakebird? Back, dual back, dual back, and oh, I mean, bantha. it's it dual back bantha. All all of this stuff, like I was on a nootropic kick as well for a while, and all this stuff is like, if you go to like nootropic forums, they will. What is nootropic? Uh, it's it's uh, a drug that makes you smarter. Okay, and so like permanently in, in or this, short term, short term. So okay. in, the what I was, I was taking paracetam, which is supposed to like increase your uh, short term memory. Um. And like, if you talk to people, like the people I talked to who seemed like most rational about this stuff were saying that like, you're not going to be able to tell. You can't like, if you, if you feel smarter as a result of this, that's a side of, that's like a a placebo placebo effect or, or, uh, paracetam is also an amphetamine and that's what you're feeling if you take (laughs) more of it, you know? Um, and so like it, it is testable. Like you can take standardized tests and you will do measurably better but you're not going to be able to tell just by like feeling like, oh, I feel smarter. Um, and I think to... it's the same with dual end back. Like, I don't think you get smart enough to feel smarter. Did you ever try the like intracranial? Electro- no, that's something that I, I was super interested in, but like was also really scary. Really? Well, that's it's it's, it's super imprecise, right? Yeah, but it's not like it's potentially dangerous. I think. Huh. I never read anything that suggested that it was. Like, what if, are you if talking there was about? like a just low voltage across your brain. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, like well, like electroshock, like, but not but as they much. Don't, there's they no, don't know what they don't know what they're doing. Like they don't know what's happening. But right. this is just like home kits with a nine volt battery or something, yes, right? But they don't know. Like like yes, it might have an effect, but you don't know what that effect is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could be, like, wrecking brain cells. Probably awesome. <laughs> sure. Well, what I was... Scared- I mean, so, but, okay, so if you're wrecking brain cells by doing this, you're also wrecking brain cells by licking a 9-volt battery. Yeah, That's don't, the... Don't do that. No, do it all day, and it makes you smarter. That's <laughs> and, what I heard. And not I read not it necess- in Mondo 2000. Not necessarily. <laughs> why, do, why do you assume that if you and lick a 9-volt battery that it's going straight <laughs> to your brain? Yeah, like, you're not applying... Like, you're not licking it with your brain tongue. <laughs> Maybe you're not. <laughs> 
Your tongue has so many nerves, and they all go right to your brain. It's true. I remember, tr- like, getting my, like, just to, to, just to do a comparison, like, getting my arm wet and sticking a 9-volt battery on it didn't get the same effect. Hmm. I, I don't know what the difference is. Salt. Maybe. Maybe. I should use salt water. Mm-hmm. Or should have they used put salt saliva. Water on the, they put salt water on the sponge uh, when they put the head part of the electric chair on a dude. Oh. Gross. Yeah, it's necessary. There is, there's like it's necessary way. to do that thing where people run electricity through their brains to either make themselves smarter, totally safely, or to kill them. <laughs> the uh, there's like a conductive gel that they use with just like EEG stuff, right? So, oh. but that's measuring. That's measuring electricity as opposed to delivering. I, I also played a gunman taco truck. I'm which really is, interested in that. Is it good? It's it's it, so it's the game that's that's most famous as the game that John Romero's son made. Okay. Um, it's like, I, th- I'm not sure if I just don't know how to play it or if it has serious design issues. So like, this is a game where you alternate between modes where you are making tacos using a, a simple mini game where you either like you, people will give you an order and you have to, uh, either like remember what goes in that taco or look it up in the recipe book. Um, and you get more of a tip if the quicker you do it. So like, if you can remember how you make it, it's fat, it's more, you get more money. Um, and then you drag ingredients to the taco, you give them the taco, you get your money. Um, and there's also a mode where you are driving to the next city. And so thematically, this game is about, um, the, there was a nuclear war and the U S is now uninhabitable. So you're trying to make your way to Canada because Canada needs taco trucks. Um, and so you are driving between cities and there's a mini game where you, um, you're shooting things on the road ahead of you that are like going to attack your truck. So there are like little scorpion monsters and like, and walking lizards, like bi- bipedal lizards in the road. Uh, you're shooting them, you collect their meat and you put them in your tacos. Ah. You can also shoot chickens and cows on the side of the road to make pollo and carne tacos. Um, and then you're shooting like road signs for scrap. Um, and so the way this broke down for me, I played two games of it and they were each like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes long, uh, before I ran out of resources and had to stop. And the resources I ran out of was like taco ingredients. Like you, you get the meat by shooting things on the road, but you, you need cheese and lettuce. You need, yeah, you need produce. Right. And I like the tutorial has like you in a city that has a, a, like you, when you stop at a, a the the taco stop, you um there's either a a place there that'll repair you can buy like truck components or repair your truck, or there is a place where you can buy ingredients. And I like the tutorial has the ingredients, and so um I ran out of ingredients and like never again after that saw one of the places where you can buy more ingredients, and so <laughs> like. I am now completely out of, in my current game, I'm completely out of onions. Um, and people like keep ordering shit with onions in them and I have to tell them to go away and then they leave me a bad review. And I can't like tell them like, okay, can I just give you this without onions? Because there's no interface to do that. Um, there, and there are tacos that don't require onions, but nobody ever orders those. <laughs> well, yeah, cause everyone loves onions. Oh, yeah, it's delicious, and I understand. Especially in a post-apocalyptic world. Right, yeah. And so, like, it... I I don't know. Like, am I fucking it up somehow? Should I be, like... Is there a way to know what city I could be going to that has the grocery store? 
What's the structure of it? Is it like randomly generated world? It, it seems to be a fixed world. Okay. It seems to be you start in like in <coughs> California-ish and you uh, go to um, nearby cities in different states. Um, the structure is you um, you start out in this parking lot uh, and you can – you can, um, w- if there are customers around, you can tap on your truck to sell them tacos. And you can actually keep doing that, um, until you run out of stuff. And so, like, my most successful game was one where I, um, kept selling tacos in the place where I could buy ingredients. Right. Until I, like, got uh, bored. Until I ran out of meat, because you can't buy the meat in the grocery store. You have nice. to go drive Hunting. for the meat. Yeah. Um, and then you can, um, uh, push the button to the, the 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 tire button to drive off to a nearby city. Are there towns named like Vidalia or no? They're or they're Green like or cocktail. <laughs> no, they're named like <laughs> cocktail. Uh, purple. Okay. They're they're actual towns okay. in the United States. Million oh. Hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so like you know it's all it's all kind of fun, Pulb. but it's it's also like <laughs> click hole. It also seems like either I'm doing it wrong or this game has, like, serious design issues. And it could be, like, how sometimes in Rogue you would just hit a bad streak of luck and not have any food and die. Yeah. Um, Have you considered uh, using the poisoned corpses of onions? (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, I mean, it's easy to not do that in a game where stuff happens randomly right like like as the designer yeah, yeah it's like pretty to- easy totally. to, pretty easy to fake that and yeah i feel like that's something that they could have done um and but it's also po- like uh, but uh, like again like i haven't played this enough to really be certain that it's a bad game well so like <laughs> it, it might be me you know lemonade standard drug wars or whatever yeah. like there were a bunch of games that i played with that where you just never get that good break of like a cheap cocaine sale and then like a massive co- yeah. cost run on it and like yeah. those are the games that you remember because they were fun and you made a huge amount of well and, and like but... playing those games um like there's definitely an element of the same sort of fun you get in gambling where yeah. like you if you're you can be really lucky and that feels good you know and you and you can anticipate maybe i'll be really lucky this time and that feels good right um and this game doesn't feel like it is the sort of game that is trying for that because you're not – it's not – it doesn't feel randomly generated. It feels like I just haven't learned what cities have grocery stores yet. Right. Maybe every city has a grocery store, but it's like secret and you have to find it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I need to like put pull on the, um, the, the bust on the mantle to make it – the store flip around. Right. Anything else? Yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll save some stuff for next week. What about you, Riff? Uh, played, played a couple of iOS things a little bit, just kind of not in depth, but just kind of checked them out. Uh, <clears throat> there's a puzzle game called Causality, which just came out, which is kind of... Uh, it's sort of in the vein of... Um, uh what's it train yard and yeah. and puzzles like that um you've got like a source place and a destination place yeah well in this one you've got <clears throat> one or more little different colored astronauts walking around mm-hmm. pathways and tra- you're trying to guide them to their 
light-colored destination squares, but it's got a timeline that you can scrub back and forth. So so if you just ah. leave it alone and let it play, your guys walk to wherever they're going to walk. But you, having seen where that is, you can scrub back on the timeline and tap like the the little arrow tiles on the ground that they're going to pass over to to it's change. Like a robo rally, yeah, kind of a robo kind rally of kind of thing, or like uh, what was it, Choo Choo Rocket on the old Dreamcast. Um, okay. Right. I and I haven't gotten this far in in the game, but I believe later on it starts to incorporate uh, like time based duplicates, like in Cursor Ten and, and games of of that nature, where if you if you run an astronaut over a certain tile, it'll warp another copy of him backwards in the timeline. So now there's two of that guy and, huh. and things like that. So that that seems pretty interesting. Um, but I haven't uh, I haven't got super far in it. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty cool. It's got editor's choice on the Apple Store already. Okay. And uh, there's uh, another one I've looked at briefly called uh, the Frost Rune, which is a, a Viking themed uh, sort of point and click adventure, first person point and click adventure thing. It looks really pretty. It's got all like hand painted art. And it, uh, the the story appears to have something to do with a uh, a little uh, Viking girl who's who's on her father's ship when it sinks at sea and she washes up on shore of this mysterious town where everybody's missing and it's but it's all uh, you know it's all Skyrimish old Nordic sort of stuff and the the dialogue is uh, voiced but it's all voiced in some Nordic language that I don't know enough to be able to say which one and it might even actually be like ancient Viking or whatever, but it's all subtitled, but that's, that's real pretty. And it seems fairly neat. That's pretty much what I played. I played, uh, I played an iOS game called stage hand. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, made by our friend Nevin. Yeah. Um, and I like, I appreciate the idea of the game, but I like, Maybe if I played it on a tablet, I'd feel differently about it. But on a phone, it is it just gets really rough. The interface is tricky. So the the way that the game works is it's it's a it's a platformer kind of, but the the you do not control the the character at all. You control the level, and it's each segment of the level is just sort of broken into these like pillars of of land, and they're of varying like shapes slices. and stuff. And you 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 grab one and you can move it up and down, but the the character remains stationary on the screen and the level is scrolling underneath them and so it is especially when the when the slices get really narrow it is extremely difficult to to grab the one that you want uh. um, because it's moving underneath your finger and so like just just as from a UI perspective it's really tough the game is actually really hard and you you definitely get better at it uh, but it is it, like it, I've gotten through the first day I guess of like it's you know it's got a sort of a day night progression. Um, and it's already adding a bunch of stuff that's really rough, and I assume that it just like it goes for a week's worth of days, and I can't imagine what the like super high end difficulty settings on this thing are. Um, and I like I just would have no idea how to change the UI such that it would be easier to work with and still maintain the sort of sense of the game that they want. Um, so. It's it's a neat idea, but I don't I don't know that I could like really one hundred percent recommend it to other folks. Um, I mean, I want 
Nevin to keep making games. Yes. So, I mean, this is from the same guy that made Black Bar and um, Space Age. Gray Out. Yeah. Gray Out? Was that mm-hmm. what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those yeah. are amazing. And like this is a very just a totally different take on stuff. Yeah, has a really good soundtrack. That yeah, really good. Cable Sasser made. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where it's just like I would just you know I would subscribe to a Patreon where it was like every yeah. once every once in a while they took five dollars out of my credit card and gave me a game that Nevin made. Like yeah, I would sign definitely. up for that at arbitrary frequency. Yeah, it's super charming. It's just like like it's just hard. It's a hard problem, and I don't like I I, I kind of want to install it on a on a ipad and play it and see if that makes me feel differently about it because it's the playing it on a phone is just yeah every time that i've died playing it it's been because i accidentally moved the wrong piece of terrain which i get that's part of the challenge of the game but like precision like an ios action game coming down to difficulty based on like precise touch controls yeah. is always gonna like that's why i just could not deal with um fuck what's the action game that michael bro made helix helix yeah mm. i just couldn't do it i i got into that a lot yeah. you got really good at it too yeah like it's but that never got updated for modern ios is it's mm. uh it does it look it's kind of fucked up and iOS 9 at least. God, I was drunk and I was checking Twitter while I was peeing in a bar and my fucking thumb slipped and now I have iOS 10. Huh. <laughs> All right. Like every couple of days it would pop up, hey, this update's ready. Like, so it was like, hey, do you want to, do you want to install iOS 10? And it was like, download and install, download only, no. Yeah. And I hit no every day for four months and then one day i accidentally hit download only so then the dialogue would come up every day that was like do you want this uh, this update's ready to install do you want to install it and it's like yes remind me later or like like yes install tonight remind me later and i would hit remind me later every day until i finally accidentally just fucking hit the wrong button that sucks and so now i have ios 10 uh and so there's probably a lot of my games that aren't gonna work yeah I like at this point, you, any games that are going to get updated are updated, right? Like it's been it's been yep. enough months that, but but yes, but you know the AirPods way better, yeah, with the iOS ten software features that they support. What uh, what are you still button. playing that you think might not be updated yet? That's a great question. Probably nothing. I play a bunch of old games. Like I just. I don't know, like like for five minutes a day, I'll go and I'll play like a Galcon and I'll play like an old like checkers game or whatever. Like, like they're just, it's just I just don't satisfying. want my phone to get slow and shitty. So I don't like I'll, he, yeah. really honest to God. The main thing is I want to fucking choose when to update the operating systems yeah. on my devices. And it it's makes me angry. It you. makes me angry when it. Yeah. It, like when I'm browbeaten into doing it by accident. Yeah. Browbeaten. Je- Jeff Green talked about how his wife has, uh, she has her up to date modern phone and then she has like an iPhone 3 that she uses just for the game that I think it was Bookworm. Oh, yeah. Because that's the last version of the phone that'll run Bookworm. Huh. Okay. So, like, what, what they need to do is, is make emulators for older versions of the phone. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anybody listening who's on the fence about whether they think that they would like AirPods or not, I am a thousand percent happy with them. Really? So what's – tell us about AirPods. AirPods are the 
uh, Apple wireless headphones. They're kind of um, neat. Yeah, so they come in this, they, they, they are in this little capsule, which charges them, and they are just this that goes in each ear. They're kind of like you're wearing they're, they're jewelry. Like you're, they're like the left and right earphone at the end of the cable on a normal set of iPhone earphones, but they just don't have wires. Sound quality is great. They just effortlessly work. With iOS 10, so the only thing that, this was shitty, the only thing that you could do with them that wasn't listen to them with before iOS 10 was you could double tap and it would launch Siri and then you could tell Siri that you wanted to pause or reduce or increase uh, the volume yeah, of whatever you yeah. were listening to and it would take about five seconds for Siri to send that audio to the internet for it to be voice recognized and then come back so every five seconds you could reduce the volume of a thing by 10% oh, if you wanted yeah uh, wow the pause was pause was the great one Siri pause and then, like, a few seconds later, it would be like, okay, pausing. At least it would be doing nothing in the interim. But with iOS 10, you can make it so double tapping on it just pauses. Hmm. And so that's that's fine. Also, it automatically stops playing if you take one out of your ear. How does it know? It just knows when they're in your ear. Weird. And the, it's, yeah. It's probably a light sensor. Okay. Yeah. So, like, granted, you know, a wire inconvenient, but I have this control on here, that's, which is, like, yeah. volume up and down and then yep. a a multifunction central button and like I I don't want to It is that. a thing that I miss but you know so I still and I still do this like I because you can't turn off voice dialing uh-huh I I often I go to sleep listening to podcasts yeah. I don't want to swallow my airpods <laughs> um so i don't want to i don't want to go to sleep in them so i just have some shitty like four dollar headphones from from the discount rack at best buy that i use and they don't have the volume control clicker on them so yeah pretty used to just controlling volume by grabbing my phone and hitting the volume buttons on the side of it okay and so that's fine but the airpods are great the sound quality is as good as the earphones. So if it's that's if that's a thing that you already hate about normal Apple earphones, then you're gonna hate it about this. But we bought Oh yeah, we bought Bluetooth Bluetooth headset. Yeah, earpieces several years ago and they were terrible and we were just both returned them yeah. because they were horrible, a, horrible, one horrible ear yeah. thing. And this just doesn't have that at all. They're they're fantastic. Huh. And as a microphone? Yeah. Okay. Yep, all of our conference calls for the last two weeks have been, have just been, that. Have been on that okay. thing. Yeah, that's been so had, like two little microphones that sort of point down at your mouth and right. do crazy noise reduction stuff to yeah. make it sound normal. It's it's a neat piece of technology. Cool. It every time I reach up and tap twice on my ear to, I think, hey, I'm I'm a secret agent. Not to, not Mary Tyler. Was it Mary Tyler Moore? Who was the? Not Vicky Lawrence. Fuck, Riff, you know this. Uh, you have to finish asking the question. Comedian woman who would pull on her ear oh, at the end Burnett. of every sh- Carol Burnett. All right. I knew, yeah, I knew you would know this. Um, pull on her ear at the end of- She would pull on her ear at the end of every show, and it was like her way of saying, like, hi, mom, or something like that. Oh. I'm not sure why she did it. It was just like a... Uh, but uh, every time I do it, I just think, all right, now I'm Joaquin Phoenix and her. Right. Because <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, that, like, it's that tech that they had. I just think you could have been instead Don Adams and get smart and put the earpiece in your shoe. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I still could. Would you believe? There's still time. <laughs> uh, Do you play I, anything else? I've continued to play some Deus Ex. I uh, I finally uh, finished exploring Prague to my satisfaction, and uh, so you've rocked Prague. 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have moved forward with the main storyline, which opens up more Prague. So that's good. So now I've got more Prague. The second prong of Prague. Well, it's, a, it's another it's another metro station. Um, yeah, I'm st- I, I feel like this would be the most infuriating playthrough to watch uh, on Twitch or something because I'm. I like went through it and then I was if like, you were getting oh. scared by stuff all the time. It would be entertaining. To <laughs> sure. Which I'm not, I'm not getting Just scared. take some, take some PewDiePie footage and put it like in the bottom right oh, corner yeah, of your yeah. Deus Ex playthrough. He's reacting to what, what yeah, I'm doing. Just yeah. constantly getting scared and yeah. throwing up the Heil Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> the one time that super great friend did a, a let's play with a face cam, what he had instead of a face cam was a bunch of different, photographs of Dwayne the Rock Johnson expressing different emotions. <laughs> different emotions. Yeah, they need so, to switch between them as appropriate. <laughs> it's like a soundboard, but for uh, yeah, yeah. visualizing emotions. That's pretty great. Um I like I this is I this is probably a thing that nobody else does. But th- so the way that I play these Deus Ex games is I hoard like level up points until I absolutely have to spend them because I I do it in a way such that I'm maximizing the content that I'm unlocking, right? So, like, uh, I end up spending points really early on, like, boosting my hacking ability because, like, that that's those are those are places that I'm being locked off from if I don't have that, right? right? And so, like, uh, like, I'm on the fence, like, do I, am I going to spend the four upgrade points to get the EMP, the electric, you know, uh, resistant armor so that I can open these doors that are behind, like, these electric fields that I can't get past, right? Or do I, like, spend those points on the, like, uh, invisibility shielding so I can walk past these guards that I can't figure out a way to get past without like causing problems or whatever. Um, or do you level up your guard murdering boots? Right. So like, <laughs> so if, if I was playing, if I was playing it with like violently, I feel like a lot of these situations would be, uh, would be different, differently answered. Um, and I is that, so would you guys play dishonored? Is that, do you get to choose when you get extra abilities or is it, yeah. so is it the yeah, same you, kind of you get you gather points out in the world that okay. you use to buy abilities and, and, and you, you can do yeah. that at your discretion yep, yep. So and you can just ignore that you can just ignore the combat ones yeah you, but same way there, if you're not trying to kill people you end up with as many as you need like for okay all of the like mobility and and uh stealth stuff yeah okay yeah uh, and then the only thing i played uh like today's tavern brawl and, and i know it's hearthstone but it's uh it's it was really fun and satisfying to to have a like a tavern brawl where I feel like I I latched onto the mechanic very quickly and came up with a a good deck design. Yeah, this is the um, one where spells that you creatures that you summon are normal, but spells that you cast spend life instead of mana. Yeah, so, so you can basically all cast sorts anything of crazy at, degenerate. Like you can cast edit your whole hand of spells on your first turn. Yeah, if you have the life for it. Um, and so like I've ran I ran across ran I ran across one. Um, like a paladin deck that killed me on the first turn because they just had enough like sort of uh, card drawing and like healing abilities to keep them alive while they were doing a bunch of damage damage and also um, leveling up a, a like a, a minion with charge yeah. that just had crazy crazy high. They spent their one with. mana summoning yeah this one one mana one one with charge yep boar yep that gets to attack on the turn that it comes out super clever ah crazy good yep. I don't know. Like that, I don't, I, I like, I don't know what differentiates this from another week where there's like some other mechanic that I just don't click with at all. And I don't know if it's like the satisfaction, the, the other, the other month, the other weeks that I really like are the ones where it's like pick two cards and your deck is just full of those. So it's like finding cool synergies. This like when it, I think when it is like resolves to sort of like a puzzle, I feel like I'm more satisfied. 
when it, it brings stuff into play that would never otherwise see play is when it's interesting to me. Yeah. Th- see, this is why I like limited Magic the Gathering more than constructed Magic the Gathering. Because with limited, you're just getting some cards and then you're making the best deck that you can out of mm. them. And so you'll play stuff that you wouldn't ever. Like, there's just, you know, this card just, like, doesn't have any value if you could replace it with something that's just better for the same cost right. by buying four of that card instead of using this. But when you... So that seems like Arena would be really appealing to you in that way. It's... I think it's not... It's not designed to appeal to me. Okay. Um, just the way that you make the choices. Like, if it was like, here's a hundred cards, pick uh, 30 of them, huh. then that would be way more appealing to me. Okay. Um, but these these weird playing it with weird rules is like the and I think this is true of anything, right? I think this is why people like certain challenge paths in Kingdom of Loathing more. This is why people like this is why people do all that shit for Anthony Birch's blog mm, about right. no, you wrong, know, way no wrong way to play, right? Like that because it playing it with some weird constraint makes it so things that would otherwise never be important are important and you get to dick around with them. You get to like mm-hmm. explore some some, you know, different Helsinki bus stations that you never would have made it to right. if you were just playing the way that the main game wants you to. And, and and like having those weird modalities of play straight up supported, like rewarded by you get a free pack if you can win a game under these weird constraints. Like right. the Tavern Brawl is my favorite thing about Hearthstone by far. That's cool. Because of the because of just the the you know. I kind of want so like flavor it adds to all of the stuff that already exists. On Tuesdays, there's a new uh, hungry cat pick cross puzzle thing, and then on Wednesdays you get the tavern brawl. I kind of want a different game thing every day. Uh, like once a, once a week, I'll be like, oh, I t- today I get to open up, you know, the tavern brawl. Like like that that's that's fun. And I like I, how, I feel like how often do the red herring puzzles come out? Uh, they're, they're, like they're every day, right? Like this okay. thing, right? So like, there, there's a bunch of stuff that's daily, and that's fine. Yeah. Those are always going to be like a small amount of stuff or procedurally generated, right? Yeah. Like I get the sense that the red herring ones are procedurally generated. No, I think they're authored, oh, really? honestly, because it's really, yeah, because they they are trying to the the categories are nuanced enough. I get like yeah, and yeah, there's like cross. Well, and there are red herrings. There are yeah. like things that deliberate misleading things. Yeah, yeah which a yeah. computer's not going to be good at. Okay, so. We used to have uh, – this is kind of kind of related. Uh, after work, we figured out a way to go from bar to bar so that it was always happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> you had like an you had like an hour where you had to go eat dinner. Okay. But you could get like half price or two for one drinks from 4 p.m. until the bars closed. Wow. By going to the correct bars in the correct sequence. In uh, also, there are a lot of. There are a lot of shards of the multiverse where I'm dead around that <laughs> around that period of my life. I bet. Uh, what about you, Zach? What have you been playing? I uh, gave up on Resident Evil Seven, which oh, yeah? makes me really sad. I just got to a boss fight that I couldn't beat, hmm. uh, even on the easy difficulty, and mm-hmm. it's That's like a, the, the, the one the you chainsaw. were talking about on chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? The, it's like the the second major boss fight. I know how to do it, okay. like. there's just you video yeah yeah you just you there's a there's a thing that you have to execute which is like stun this guy and then do enough damage to him that he like opens up his weak spot and then shoot a shotgun blast into the weak spot or whatever but you have to do it like 10 times and 
every time I get to like seven or eight or nine times and then I fuck up and get one shot hmm. by him. And it's like that does not sound fun to me. Yeah. And it takes like 10 minutes to to do. And so I'm just like, ah, God, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like it, 10 minutes is probably an exaggeration, but it's like yeah, five it, minutes. It, it went super fast in in that. That video, that uh, super great friend video when he when he finally beat it. I mean, it's possible that I could go back and just beat it on the first try now, but it's just like I. Well, the, it's po- every time it's possible right. that you're yeah. getting it this time. So it's... there's there's an earlier boss fight that's like in a garage, which is there are so many different interesting systemic things that can happen in that fight that it really kind of spoils you on what can go down yeah in boss it fights. is a little weird and, that there isn't an alternate way to deal with it the way that there well is uh, so that somebody first... else was saying that they just fought this this boss with a chainsaw they just did it melee or whatever yeah you can i guess yeah. it's supposed to be faster to do it with a shotgun uh-huh. but it's yeah it's just you just have to exit like the fact that he just has this stupid one hit kill move that I'm sure is being telegraphed in some way that I just don't exactly recognize. And it's also just frustrating that like, this is a game where your hand gets chopped off and you fix it with like back teen. You can, you can reattach missing limbs by using first aid liquid, (laughs) but it, it just requires the verisimilitude that if he pulls this one move off, it means you've been beheaded. And so it's just game over. No matter how much damage you've taken. It's like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, and it's just, man. And like, you have to be thinking about that before so much money making this game. You spent so much money making this game. If I have, if I have gotten 70% of the way through this boss fight, five times in a row and restarted it, which you fucking know that I've done game. Just throw me a bone. Like, don't you want me to see the hundred million dollars worth of additional game that you made? Because I really want to like, maybe there's like a console that I could just skip past it or something. Find a save file online. Yeah, no, I, I, Talking about my own game again, I definitely did things like that where, like, if someone's stuck on something, make it easier. Like, the game isn't about banging your head on the one thing over and over again, unless it's Dark Souls. <laughs> unless, that's, unless that is the game. Right, but that's, right. But that's, what, that, but that's what that game <laughs> is, right? Like, this this game is about the set pieces yeah. and the, the, like, participating in this horror movie, yeah. you know, where you also are occasionally, like, just solving idiotic adventure game puzzles but like i mean dark souls is a game about the execution of difficult things and it's also there's not a there's not like i guess there are progress blocking fights to some extent right but there's a lot to do if you don't want yeah to do a particular boss fight in Dark Souls, right? It's not like it is not like a linear story game the way that Resident Evil 7 is. Yeah. Or even that like I mean Frog Fractions 2, you need to beat the mini games, right? And so you just make it so that can happen and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Like there are So the well, I was specifically talking about the Flappy Bird thing. Like every time you die in that game, it gets a little bit easier. Um, 
And I did that because people were getting stuck on it, and it's a block. Like it, it, you have to play that to open up the rest of the mm. of the game. Um, so blocking like stuff that is in that main progression, you have to like yeah think about it. But otherwise, like make it as hard as you want because it's not required. Right. Um, and like the rest of the stuff, you can you can go around and do a lot of different things. Yeah, there's a lot of options. And I think that's kind of important, like especially if someone's going to be stuck for a while on one puzzle, you want to give them something else to do while they're stuck. I also played um, a game called Roads, which is just it's one of um, R O A D S. R O A D S. Yeah, it's it is. Um, you can't buy it. It's just the this month's game from the Kitty Horror Show Patreon. Um, which I can just really recommend. Like you, you will know right away whether you're going to like these things as they come out or not. And like, I just, I don't know. It makes me, it makes me happy to know that by backing this thing, I'm doing a little bit to make it so stuff like this can exist in the world. They're just these weird vignette unity projects that are like just kind of a world to fuck around in and you just get one of these every six weeks or so if you back the patreon and this one is way less horrific than that like they were largely in the vein of anatomy vein uh mm. there's veins all over everything and everything is blood all the time this one was it's just because there was a sale on blood textures in the unity asset <laughs> store yeah that's probably true this one was really nice compared to those. It was just a very relaxing, like it had nice music instead of like horrifying screeches and, you know, <laughs> great, like static and stuff. Um, it didn't have like a lot of, a lot of her games have like just shaders that make everything look kind of unpleasant. Like, you know, just like, ah, this, you know, makes it look like a VHS tape or this just like makes everything slightly drippy all the time or whatever. And this one was just like, yeah, this is just kind of nice. I'm, you're moving around these islands with some really tall structures on spires and then a bunch of just curved roads twisting through 3D space in between the buildings and the islands. And the sky is just this sort of like pretty beach sunset texture and you go around and you find these wine bottles and every wine bottle that you click on creates another verse of this sort of story in the air that you can see from parts of the they sort of just surround the skybox and then like you know in the end you can just go up to this like big central tower and if you found all the wine bottles you can just sort of look around and read the whole story and like that's it there's not like there's very limited interactions and there's not really a goal other than like unlock all of the parts of the story. And the story is very like, I don't mind it, but it's, it's real, it's real porpentiny kind of things. It's like, you know, she was the goddess of wolves and I was the lark of dreams or what, you know, and like, just like sort of tragic fairy tale, you know, for, for, crystal girls and witches like right. it's it's just <laughs> absolutely that kind of prose which i think is is fine it's not it's it, it's not like amazing but it's like there are, it's, it's a voice it's, that it's yeah it is an it is an evocative enough voice that it's like well i would rather read this than like the the poems that my goth friends wrote in high school this is like this is nice this is more like deft than that is um yeah, man, it was just like a real nice way to spend about 15 minutes. And I'm really glad that 
See, this is again why huge supporter universal basic income, because shit like this could just be there all the time and people wouldn't have to beg on the Internet to pay their rent if they want to spend their time making stuff like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. And that's basically it besides Dragon Quest Builders. I'm I'm almost all of my discretionary video game time has just been on my Vita, which is weird. Like sat in a drawer for three years <laughs> and uh and then now suddenly it's like my go to for for whatever. Um I'm I think I'm have you beaten it, Riff? No, I haven't I've I've barely started the second world. Oh. Okay. I've I've mainly I thought been there were Pokemon focused. I thought there were five worlds, and I was like, that's a little too many. But then when the fourth one started, it was like, this is the last one. I'm like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> that's okay. So I think I'm getting real close to the end. Um, the the character of the game has changed quite a bit hmm. in this last act. Like, it's, I don't know, it's good. I, I think it's going to be over soon. But are you still, like, building things? Yeah, you are. Still, like- it's just... It's different and way harder. Like, you get to a point where all of the monsters are really, really hard if you don't spend a bunch of time, like, sort of using what you've learned throughout the rest of the game to kind of gear up. Um, it Like, the game is pretty good prior to this about, like, giving you a quest to get, like, the right kind of metal that you can use to make a better sword before it sends you someplace where the monsters are going to kick your ass if you don't have that kind of armor or whatever and this this last one is just like mm. figure, here go here go here and out. do this and you go and it's like oh i'm literally doing zero damage to these things when i hit them i gotta i gotta prepare for this which is never a thing that i felt like i had to do before in the game it's it's pretty good um trial by fire so having a lot of fun with that cool it's still just like Every once in a while, I'll get to like a frustrating boss fight or something, but like I, I never, I never put it down for long. Like, it is a really, really good video game. Cool. Well, forty dollars good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I mean, I can't make that decision for somebody else. You know, I can't like tell somebody else that it's going to be forty dollars worth of value to them. Yep. Who knows? You get two haircuts some places. If you or, make it the assignment, if you cut your own hair. If you make it the assignment, then I would be spending the uh, Patreon, <laughs> Patreon money, money instead. <laughs> You'd have to buy me a Vita. <laughs> oh, right. Or a PS4. A PS4. Huh. Is it not on PS3? Oh, if it's on PS3. There's no reason that it couldn't be. It's not. Oh. Well, balls. Uh, should we talk about the assignment? Yeah. Sure. sure. Myth 2 Soul Blighter. I was really dreading this and ended up really, really liking it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to replay it this time, but I played the hell out of it. Back when it was current, uh, current, yeah, that's really fun. The longevity of the game is super surprising. I mean, it's not surprising because I can understand why this would get sort of a, a large following. But the fact that like people have been actively maintaining it and patching it for over a decade, yeah, since its release is impressive. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. It's really. I thought it was closer to twenty years old than ten. How? When did? It oh come no, out? you're right. Well, you're yeah, it's like 90, 98 or ninety nine, I guess. So okay, yeah. it's yeah, closer. Yeah, to this 20. was like pre Halo Bungie. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, because like Myth One was their like biggest seller up to that point. So something that I found very remarkable about. So I mean, Myth Myth Two is just a. It's like Myth. It's just an RTS with no base building. Like you right. start out with a bunch of units. 
And I guess do they like level up? Yeah. Over as you as missions? you kill stuff, yeah. they they level up. Okay. Yeah. Wait, between missions is it is it no, uh, not between it's missions? Not even on, between on missions. missions. Yeah, it's just as uh, as okay. a unit gets but, more kills, it gets better at what it does. And you carry them but like you carry them from mission to mission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. More or less. You, it's, like it's it little, will replenish yeah, okay. your army okay. if dudes die, but if dudes are alive from the last it'll one, it'll pull hard. those dudes in and those dudes have you experience don't, points. You don't always yeah. have the same units in it. Like sometimes you won't have like right. a particular kind of unit in the next fight or whatever. But. So it's kind of fire emblemy in that regard where yeah, you kind of there's... like it demands a perfect playthrough. I just played it on easy, so it wasn't a problem. Like the, my only casualties were friendly fire. Just constantly. <laughs> yeah. <It feels> like <laughs> the, dwarves, you, the dwarves are so yeah. it's so yeah. Yeah. fucking kill your own dudes. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, that's you got to like, be careful. Uh, guys you know i get it that's what so i mean like basically what i did on easy you can just kind of run around with your archers and dwarves and kill everything that way oh and just like, like not even bother yeah just don't you're... bother with the melee units like running up into archer range uh huh the all of the parts of the game that are not the game engine that you're playing the missions in look really nice mm-hmm. and the game engine looks like fucking trash it's bizarre it's right? <laughs> like it, like the disparity there is is weird i mean part of it is because i think that we're playing it at four times the resolution of hardware at the time okay right and that's, so that's like fair. constructed pixel at a time bitmaps are always going to look better than 3d engine stuff if it wasn't built to support modern resolutions but also this was from a time when 3d was bad but everyone was using it anyway right yeah it the the like the the speed of the rendering like it is it 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 reacts well it just doesn't look good right like it's i think it's meant to be more playable than it is pretty yeah i i bet this game would look so do you think it was like 640 by 480 native yeah. at the time yeah. that's that's my remember yeah. Because they've, they've only it, recently and it patched just, it up to 1080 or whatever. It upreses it like, you know, Super Eagle 4X or whatever. Like, <laughs> it looks like the guys look blocky. Blocky. Yeah. Like, it's, digitized. It's pretty but. bad. It's pretty bad. And I, I was I was thinking about, like, while looking at these guys, like, and also it, I think there's something about seeing them so... Um, so clearly that makes the uh make it makes it really clear that when you like do the orbit thing around them you can see the stepping between the uh, the yeah, uh different yeah. angles they have mm. eight angles of display right um that becomes really clear as well it, it's just it's just super obvious that this is a billboard um and i do think that like that sort of thing is masked by a lower resolution i think it probably would like be i think it would be a better looking game at 640 by 480 like even sure. even counting like the the advances that you get uh, at higher resolutions, I think like if your your eyes were looking at a six forty by four eighty screen, maybe even like a monitor of the time, I think you a would CRT come away monitor saying, compared to a compared to an LCD monitor, I think would make it look better too. Yeah, just I, a little bit, right? Because it's not it's not the same as like this is what an Atari game looked like on an actual television or right. whatever, right? I mean, the, the the people who, like, don't think that emulated Nintendo games are really true to the spirit of right. of, of uh, what those pixels look like. And a, and a CRT monitor on a computer was not quite that bad, right? Because those were but always higher-resident televisions. Yeah. But yeah, there was a little bit of bleed in the pixels. Like, Yeah, you, it, I, I feel <laughs> like that game... I feel like, like if you went 
if you played like the 1998 version of this game on 1998 hardware, you would think it was a look a better looking game than like the same thing with the modern hardware. The um like the cartoons art were nice. Like that was surprising. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. oh god, this is gonna be terrible. I'm like no, this actually looks and sounds pretty good and is like they made the choice to make these kind of short which maybe that was maybe that was a budget thing but it was also a good choice yeah the voice actor they got for the narration in the middle and the pre missions is really good yeah it myth occupies kind of the same headspace for me is total annihilation like they're rts's that other people got really 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 into as rts's Whereas I was like, no, you know, like once Warcraft came out, like this was over. Like that, like you should just play RTSs by Blizzard because those are the ones <laughs> that are cool and have a lot of cool fireballs and skeletons and dragons and shit. And then later on spaceships and aliens and stuff. And like, I don't care how balanced. <laughs> we ran out of time in our podcast. Oh, no. guys. Oh, it's 90. 90- we got to 99 minutes and 59 seconds, and there was a loud noise I telling th- us, stop potting. I think That's whatever, all the time that exists. whatever sport this timer is for, the timer just told us we sucked at it. Mm. Huh. Well, now we're in the sudden death section of video games, Hot Dog. Right. That's hilarious. But it, it, do you know what I'm talking about? It seems like there was this big culture built up around Total Annihilation. And I remember buying it and thinking, this is boring as fuck. It's just... Like, there's 400 different units, so that's okay. But then there's nothing to do with them except fight. <laughs> so <laughs> it was... Did you, as opposed to, like, you want to do base building as well? Or? Base building and, like, here's, like, an infiltration mission or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. here's a little bit... Of, here's a map where the constraints are slightly different. Yeah, like here's I remember a, Star Control had a mission where you didn't do any base building, and that was, like, a nice change of pace. Start. Craft? Starcraft. Okay. Yeah. Star Control doesn't have any base. Actually, Star Control was like all base building. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The like the the environments in this cause all kinds of weird because because it's like so heavily physics driven. You can mm-hmm. like you can cu- throw a Molotov cocktail up a hill and then it, it like yeah. doesn't. Oh yeah. Doesn't it doesn't catch and then it rolls back down. It rolls and back blows down. Up your, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't and, actually aim the Molotov cocktail. That's you the, do. You can like okay. put a spot, on the, spot on the ground. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Or I, yeah, I, I or never you... felt like I was actually in control of that. I was just telling the dwarf to attack things. Well, yeah, I mean that's that is the. That's if you hold on right. control, you can throw it at a spot on the ground. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like that there's a limited number of units and that the. It adds more. Oh, does it? Yeah, there's more types of units. Um, and then the multiplayer has a, a much wider variety. You get like a budget to mm. spend on an army. But that's cool. Yeah. There's a there are some units that um their whole purpose is just to blow up. They like go into the you try to get into the in the middle of a fight right, and explode. Yeah. Roman so, incendiary oh, yeah, pigs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you those are um on the undead side you have to you, yeah. you end up fighting those in single player and they're they're awful because they can also hide underwater. So you'll yeah. be walking along and uh, bloom, bloom, this guy'll come up out of the river in the middle of your guys. <laughs> Just blow up. Also, learning that you can just hit F2 and speed the game up up to 64x normal clock time oh, made it a lot <laughs> yeah. more tolerable. That would have helped me a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's real slow at default speed. Um, I just, I googled, like, Myth 2 keyboard shortcuts, 
And did you print out an overlay? <laughs> no, I just had it on the other monitor, so okay. it was just there. Okay. Um, I remember when people had even vaguely similar keyboards, such that you could just have an overlay. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it ma- made any kind of sense whatsoever. If you wanted to play like F nineteen Stealth Fighter or yeah. X Wing versus Tie Fighter or yep. Clay or Fighter sixty four Fighter. Yeah. Uh, all right, Riff, you said that for the next assignment, you wanted to play uh, Magic Wand by the Catamites. Yes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to play Magic Wand by the Catamites. Okay. Uh, it's it's an itch. It's an itch.io, and it's $4. Okay. Um, and it's a weird art JRPG, a JRPG. All right, let's do it. Exciting. Um, guys, uh, we've reached the we've reached the uh, uh, sports consortium designated time limit for this podcast, so it's yep. time to time to bring episode two hundred and seventy six of Video Games Hot Dog to a close. Uh, do you know who brought it to us, though? Our generous Patreon backers, such as Terry Lipinski, uh, Nev Campbell, uh, Ventral uh, Lateral, Firuza Bunt, <laughs> but Bill Bill Bunksley. <laughs> Bill Bill dog, no, dog knots. <laughs> I, I don't know that that dog face made out of the knots of the wood. I don't. Nobody Marigold. nobody's called him dog knots yet, and it makes me sad. Marigold Hoffbrow. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Patreon backers, and uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for doing episode number two hundred seventy six of Video Games Hot Dog with me. I've had an Oh, so delightful time. Are you thanking us or are you thanking the listeners? I'm thanking all of you. Oh, I'm thanking you, gentlemen, and I'm thanking you, listeners. That's very nice And of I you. hope we do it again real soon. <clears throat> and everyone's invited. The end. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Good night.